0: Marchese Umberto Fracassi Ratti Manton on the show today. Hello, sir. How are you? Pleased to see you. So you're based in Carrasco, in the Piemonte.
1: Yes. It's a town just uh, on the hills of La Mora and between the two rivers, Tanaro and Stura. And how long has your family
0: lived in Carrasco?
1: Since uh, the foundation of the city, 13th century. And in that time, there have been vineyards in the zone? Yes, I believe so, because Romans grow vineyards because it was a way to keep the people on the territory. So they have to look after the vineyards, so they could not leave it. It was uh, founded on Roman uh, ruins. It was a fortress. The good thing of this place, that was a lot of water, and there was a very good system of cleaning the roads and the streets. And as a matter of fact, that the pest was not in Carrasco because I believe it was a sort of uh, hygienic and cleanness <laughs> in those days. They, ever, they used to put everything on the roads,
0: so there was no plague here.
1: No plague, no. And then there was Carrasco was sometimes in with the uh, Savoya family. And most of the time was uh, with Mantova. So they had less taxes. So <laughs> I believe many people used to stay here because it was more, not so expensive. And so we have a, a important families used to build their house in here because it was fortress. And also we have a synagogue still now and was a very important. Uh, yes, And as a matter of fact, The famous sausages of Bra was made in Carrasco with only veal meat. It it was a city that had a big past, but no future, (laughs) unfortunately. But the climate is okay, and uh, it's an agriculture town. It's pleasant to live. And you grew up here? Yes, when I was a child, yes. And during the war.
0: And your father died in 1985?
1: Yes. I split the land with my brother, yes, and they had the vineyards. He was very happy not to have this problem. But (laughs) I was happy because I I like make wine. I like drink it. But unfortunately, I cannot drink it all myself. So I have to sell it also. The
0: family had been making wine like Barolo for its own cellar.
1: Oh, yes, yes. Since ever. We found the labels from the latest... uh, 1800, and uh, some uh, price lists of uh, early 19, 192, 194. And I believe the label was made for uh, the exposition in Turin in nine, 1911. And since um, we didn't change it, because it's cheap. Only two colors, white and black.
0: <laughs> Today, you're the only producer of...
1: A Barolo from Carrasco. From Carrasco, yes. But usually it was not known as Barolo, it was just a wine. But only because when they enlarged the area of Barolo in 1962, they put us in. Because before Carrasco was not in, but then they put us in because it was an historical vineyard. It was always there. We used to make Mantoetto, but they didn't know that was Barolo, it was just Nebbiolo.
0: That vineyard is. Towards the direction of Lamora
1: in Carrasco, right? Yes, looking south. This place I have only Barolo because I am on the limit of the area of the Barolo Empire. I am <laughs> just on the border, but just for a few meters I am in. I am lucky we have no chalk because in this area there is a problem, there is some chalks, but we, luckily my piece of blend, very small, only two actors, they have no chalk. In 86, we had hail. A lot of hail. Yes. And um, we decided to enlarge the area. Part of the parcel was Barbera. It was a nice, very nice Barbera. It was perhaps a pity to take away this Barbera. But I like personally Barolo. I like personally Nebbiolo. And I, in my opinion, this soil is uh, suitable for, for a Nebbiolo to make a Barolo. Say, it's a easy drink of Barolo. In this area, like in Namora, it's impossible to have a Barolo very strong with a lot of tannins like Monforte and Seralunga. So I thought that it was better to choose the way to try to have a flavor and perfume and easy drink wine. And uh, I leave the... Uh, the fermentation for only one week or a little bit more. And then I take it immediately away, and I tip it boiling in steel for one month. Try to make it light. I, I like it like that, but this is a question of taste. But at the same
0: time, it seems that the Barola you make is ageable as well.
1: I remember during the war, there was a lack of bottles. It was impossible to get bottles. And uh, in those days, we used to give to the people that work in the country some wine, like a salary. And the the man who was looking after the property in those days, because my father was in Russia, he was in, during the war, and so uh, uh, he was used to take away the old Barolo wine to make the bottles to give to the people that work in the country for the new wine. So I used to taste this wine. I said, What is it's a pity, this is nice thing. <laughs> But what they are taking away. My, my my mother used to say, our wine is not so bad. It's, 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 and my father was making jokes sometimes, putting our wine in bottles of uh, of Romanek on tea and, <laughs> and make a drink to some people. They said, ah, yes, but this is Romanek tea. It was our wine. <laughs> it's better, but, you know. And what were you doing before 1985? Were
0: you in other parts of the world? Or?
1: It was a combing wool. <laughs> I was uh, scouring, carding and combing wool on commission, yes, in Biel. But oh. now, now textile is finished. So when the textile market was
0: really strong here in Italy, you were working in that market sourcing yes, wool. Yes, yes. What was that business like for you?
1: Oh, I like it very much. It was fascinating because you have all the breeding of the sheeps, all the quality of the wool. Now with synthetics, it's all finished, but uh, in the past, it was very important. If you like to do something, if you do it with enthusiasm, it, all, all the jobs are nice.
0: But what is it that you think has drawn you to do vine work in an area where you're the only one who's done it for so long? Is it just family tradition, or is there something that speaks to you personally?
1: I like personally to do it. If I had not the chance to have Divinias, I was looking for buying something in in this area to make wine for my pension, for my retired.
0: And what do you think you like most about it, about making wine? What is it that appeals most to you?
1: Especially, I like to drink it. (laughs) I tried to make it nice to drink, to have a good glass of wine on my table every day.
0: Had you been making wine before? No, 805, no.
1: 805, never, No, right? no. I used, I used to drink it. <laughs> well, that's the best but, way to be an expert, But, but right? when, when, the, 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 when, when, by chance, I had the winners I had to look after how to do it. But in the family, we have always made wine, and we have always speak about wine, my father and my mother— and uh, when I came here, my mother said, we have to stop to make wine because it's a silly thing, stupid. It's only small production. I will take you to somebody who knows everything about wine. It will explain you that better you don't make the wine. So we went to see Gigi Rosso. Gigi Rosso showed me all the winery, and then uh, we went to... Uh, a reception room, and we sit down in very nice chairs. And uh, did you also say, well, I knew that you like to keep on going and making wine, and uh, I am very pleased. You know, it's a business that you don't earn money, but you can live on it. My mother, she was furious. She said, we are, we are not. <laughs> We reached an agreement that you were telling to my son not to make wine, and then you were saying to him to make the wine. And it's a story that D.G. Rosso is telling to everybody, <laughs> that my mother was saying to him. To... But in a certain way, she was right. Much better to produce nuts than making wine. You know, wine is is complicated, especially if you have a small, uh, I have a stupid size because it's a uh, little bit too big to be a hobby and uh, too small to be a... Uh, Something serious. You know, I am old. I am 80 years old. So I, have an, I am in pension. So, I, uh, And you had a historical seller on the property. Yes, yes. We we moved. We had another one before, but then this building has been sold. And so I have uh, the the seller just behind. We say uh, home and job all together. <laughs> it's not so... Easy to work inside because it's on, it's on two levels, so we have to go up and down, up and down. I'm getting old, so sometimes <laughs> I would like to have a nice winery all at the same level. But uh, no, I prefer to have it in uh, in my place when I sleep, because in night time when when the wine is boiling, perhaps he knows that uh, we have to go and see what happened, you know, because uh, we have to control what happened.
0: Today, the Montanetto vineyard is planted to Lampia, Miquet, Mike, and Rosé clone.
1: Mostly Lampia. The, the percentage is a little bit more than 50% is Lampia. The rest is uh, Miquet and Rosé,
0: yes. And you added the Rosé clone.
1: Yes, because I like the Rosé. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I could see why, especially with the kind of wine you're going for,
1: the style. Yeah, yes, because I, I was looking to have a good flavor, not so much tannin. And the rose is uh, the problem is that the color is not so brilliant. So to have a a decent color with some rose is more difficult. So when I put down the rose, they tell me then then you will never reach the color they unite. <laughs> you like but they say oh, my patience.
0: <laughs> And the alcohol is probably a little bit lower too. Yeah. With the rose. Yes. Do you ferment them all together?
1: Yes, yes. I have not I have not, not not the sufficient quantity to make different parts. Sometimes I ferment in, in different times what we harvest before and then after a week, the other one. Because the exposition is should uh, sud west. And sometimes part of this you get uh, ready before. So we have to, to harvest and uh, press it before. Yes.
0: So in terms of exposition, it undulates some and it has different facings and so it doesn't ripen evenly. Some parts of it ripen before other parts. And as a result, the harvest takes a while, the whole harvest.
1: Sí, sí. To complicate my life, on seven hectares, I make four quality of wine. So I start in September, end August, September, I finish for uh, Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's a
0: pretty long harvest period for <laughs> yeah, seven yeah, hectares. Yeah. You also make other grape varieties, and you have a Dolcetto in and, and two different bottlings, and a Barbera and a Favorita.
1: Oh, yes, yeah, you make Favorita. It's a white wine. It's like Verbentino, you know, uh, apparently came from the Liguria, came up with the people that are selling anchovies. But here it takes uh, another flavor. You have Favorita from the Roero area, the Favorita from this area, uh, they say, right side of the Tanaro River. And then the Dolcetto, of course, because it's our special wine. The, the wine that we like to have every day with our spaghetti or tagliatelle. And then uh, Barbera, which is an easy, a very easy wine to produce. Barbera never give you a problem. You can always make some wine with Barbera. This, this was the reason was was so popular. With some Barrique, because people like some Barrique with Barbera. And then finally Barolo, yes.
0: Why did you decide to make a favorita?
1: because it's a typical wine of this of this area. And in my opinion, grows better than Arnais. But Arnais is, I believe, is more successful in the Roero area. In our area here, I believe uh, Favorita we get uh, getting better results. I, I like Nacetta very much. I, I will try.
0: <laughs> You're gonna plant some? Y- yes. And how does that differ than Favorita?
1: It's more strong. They have more body, more structure. And uh, I don't know if they can make so nice Nachetta like they make in, in Novella, but I will try. I, I can tell you in four or five years <laughs> what, what happened because it's my. we never had Nachette at home, so I will try.
0: Do you think you'll blend those two white grape varieties or keep them? Separate?
1: Yes, I, I believe I could blend with, with other wines, yes, or with Arnais or with Favorita, yes
0: sort of get the freshness of one variety. Yes, Friday I don't and,
1: know how we can make, because we have a lot of rules for uh, how we can make the label, how we have to put in the label, all these stories that we have.
0: There must have been a lot of that for you. I mean, you're sort of pioneering a whole subzone, and you're the only producer, and there must have been a lot of learning moments where you sort of had to figure out oh, what to well, do. but
1: I like to do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> When you do something that you like, it's, not, it's easy. But it's not so difficult to make wine. It's more difficult to sell it. <laughs> it's
0: probably uh, an unusual zone for people to get used to if they've never heard about it before. You probably have to explain a lot. What do people tell you when they try your wines? I mean, how do they respond to but the wines that you make?
1: Somebody say more... This nice wine is good. Somebody <laughs> say I don't like it. Somebody say I drink Coca Cola. So <laughs> it depends, you know. In the past, the wine was part of the of the food because people used to uh, eat a very fat food, or uh, and we, they need uh, to uh, digest something. But now it's not anymore. It's just a question of. Talking about uh, just uh, fashion or uh, or perhaps they like it. personally,
0: I like it.: <laughs> And you make two different dolcettos, actually:
1: There's... Yes, you make one dolcetto only on steel and one uh, dolcetto, which is uh, went through some wood and some somebody sometimes just a few days, uh, say, just to give some tannin. And uh, with some uh, grapes of Nebbiolo, we used to make it in the past. We call it Dolcetto Nebbiolato,
0: which is uh, actually kind of a traditional style in the region. Mm-hmm. That you don't see that often.
1: No, because the problem is that you lose part of the production of the Nebbiolo because you you need to put this Dolcetto on the uh, on the grapes of the, the Barolo and tart boiling. It's a hell of a job, <laughs> but uh, I have time to do it. The two dolcetto
0: seem quite different as a result. The one yes, is- they are.
1: If the people they don't know that it's the dolcetto, they they don't realize the dolcetto. I remember once a, a young lady come to see me, ring at the bell. They say I had a very nice wine of your production in a place of a friend of yours, uh, Chabot Bruza, uh, but I have no more. It's finished. Uh, but I say, I have the usual Dolcetto, then. Ah, no, 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 I don't like Dolcetto. But you know that, that, that's <laughs> about precise Dolcetto. No, it's not possible, yes, it's a Dolcetto. She she couldn't believe it was a Dolcetto.
0: Do your relatives try your wines? So that they ever comment to you?
1: Oh, yes, 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 oh, yes. They are very uh, severe. They give you a hard time, do no, they? Oh, yes, yes, especially my brother. Oh finally you have improved, <laughs> he said. <laughs> not to be not to be nice, but <laughs> but he has a very good very uh, really good palate, yes. I ask him all the time, what do you prefer? Sometimes when he's coming here for lunch, uh, I put all different bottles in, in front I have to taste all this quality of wine, yes, please <laughs> do it. Yes usually don't drink wine. But people who don't drink wine have a very good judge because they they have not uh, ideas of the wine in the head and they are more uh, positive. Especially if the people they don't drink wine they are a good judge in my opinion. Because cool. the main thing that if you like some wine if, if you like it you have a, a glass of wine and you have you feel that you like to have another glass that I means it's good. Do
0: you enjoy Barolos from other parts of the Barolo zone? Oh,
1: yes, I love... Uh, you know, in the past, they used to blend the Barolos. They don't don't make... They, Veronelli start talking about the crew. It's okay for me because I have only one crew. <laughs> but if I had two or three crew, my father was saying that the good Barolo is made with one-third of uh, La Mora, one-third of Sera one-third of Castilian Falletto. In the past, they used to blend the Barolo to have... Uh, the color, the acidity, the tannins, or try to blend the old qualities. In the past, they used to blend to different area.
0: What's kind of distinct about your own is that it's always been
1: from one area. Yes, yes but I have no chance because I would like to have some, some other piece of land in of the Barolo area, but I only have this piece.
0: But, I mean, in the history of your family, it's always been one. Yes,
1: no, they, we only had this, this piece, yes.
0: It's an interesting perspective that when... So many other people in the area were
1: blending across zones. Well, but because, you know, my father was looking, he was a milk producer. And so he was thinking that wine was good for himself, just to have his own wine. My mother was more keen on having wine. But my father say, ah, wine, enough what I drink. But (laughs) he didn't want to have too much vineyards. We used to, in the past, with the family, we had a lot of land, but uh, we never had many vineyards.
0: How have you seen the greater region change since you were a boy?
1: You know, the the world has changed, and especially in this area. Being in the property, so split, so people were trying to make a lot of different type of production to survive. And so, they were not special. You know, This um, increase of production of the wine in in this area is only from the last 20 years because I remember when I was a child, from La Mora you were looking down, it was like a forest. We had some small piece of vineyard somewhere, but now it's it's all vineyards because uh, wine was discovered and Barolo was uh, in, in fashion. When I came here, the production of Barolo was 6 million bottles. Now it's nearly close to 13 million bottles. Double. I hope the quality will not (laughs) decrease because they, in my opinion, they have put some vineyards in the place they were better not to put. And Piemonte was also in difficulties for the export because Genova was not working, Savona not. And in Tuscany, they had Livorno, it was very very easy to reach. And uh, in the past the big market was UK because they had difficult weather. So wine <laughs> keeps people happy and then, so they they had the more possibility to send the wine o- o- over. And uh, from Piemonte they try, but they never succeed. But you know also People of Piemonte, they are not so, they are a bit bit special.
0: Now, have you seen the weather in this area change over the time you've lived here? Has it gotten warmer or?
1: It's more warm, definitely. We used to have a very uh, wet September and in October. Now we have been lucky and uh, September is with no rain, which is uh, very important for the vineyards, for the vineyards, it's okay. For the, for the grapes, okay. Unfortunately, we have no cold winter. This area used to, to have a lot of snow. And so for the, the soil, it's good because frost during the day melts little by little and it goes into the soil. That is very good. And like last year, we had no, no not enough snow. But I remember in the years uh, 1946, 47 we had uh, one meter, two meters of snow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Usually, we had snow in November, December, which was good for the, for the vineyards.
0: Looking back over the time that you've been making wine, what do you think you're most happy about?
1: You know, I put myself this question. I, don't, I keep on going.
0: <laughs> what are you most unhappy about?
1: Oh, my age. <laughs> 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 yeah but anyhow I have enough wine to drink every <laughs> every day for me and then for the rest no important
0: Marchese Umberto Fracassi Ratti Montan was told to stop making wine and he refused to do so thank you very much for being thank here thank you to you Marchese Umberto Fracassi, Rati Manton, in Carrasco in the Piemonte. All Drink to That is hosted and produced by myself, Levy Dalton. Aaron Scala has contributed original pieces. Editorial assistance has been provided by Bill Kimsey. The show music was performed and composed by Rob Moose and Thomas Bartlett. Show artwork by Alicia Tenoyan. T-shirts, sweatshirts, coffee mugs... This episode could not have happened without the great assistance of the Vara family and particularly Giuseppe Vara. Thank you.